Well, hey, good morning, Merry Christmas Eve. Why don't you stand to your feet and sing together? grab a quick seat. It is wonderful to see you here on a, a soggy but still very sacred and special day where we get to celebrate and remember the birth of Jesus Christ. And so whether or not you're a longtime Vista member or you're here for the very first time, we are so glad that you joined us today and we can't wait to share this good news of Christmas with you because we believe 
that it's for you. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to tell ourselves the Christmas story through Scripture. But first off, to get things started, we're going to need some help from our Vista kiddos. And so Vista kids, Jordan and the band, they, they've told me they really desperately need some help with this next song. And so if you would, please come on up to the stage. I'll help you find a place up here. We'll make sure you get back to mom and dad. None of us want to take any extra kids home today. Make your way up to the stage. And then while our kids are doing that, everybody else, if you'll listen real quick, if you could all move to my left, your right, to the end of the row, if possible, it will help us make room for more people who are coming in. So if you could, if you got a spare seat, everybody scoot as far as you can in this direction. That would help us out a lot. Now, come on, kiddos. All right, well, I'm over here to y'all's left. You guys look so great today. Thanks for joining us on stage to sing. You guys can just keep on coming down, come down towards the center over here. We want to be able to see you, we want to be able to hear you. Come on down. All right, I think that you guys are going to know this song really well. So I want to hear you guys as loud as you can. Ready? Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh On the fields we go, laughing all the way Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Sing it out. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, you guys sounded great. Thanks so much for singing with us. Y'all can go ahead and head back to your parents, head back to your seats. can stand up and join us as we sing together. 
Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. But there will be no gloom for her who is in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you with joy at the harvest as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden 
and the staff for his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor is broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord.
Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error So felt its worth. 
a thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn
next reading comes to us from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, which read this way. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, who was just an ordinary man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. darkness and in this hope redeeming every captive laid down his crown he left his throne Emmanuel our king is come how beautiful the feet of the one who came for
Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So throughout this Advent series and season, we've been uh, lighting a candle each week. And as we're preparing for the arrival of our Savior, Jesus. And today, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, we are going to light our final candle, which is the Christ candle.
Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word of the Lord. It's always interesting, the different services. You know, in the first service, uh, we didn't tell people when to stand and sit. And every time someone came out to read, they just sat down. So they stood and sat about seven different times throughout the service, and then y'all stood the whole time. So I'm not really sure who's more tired, first service or second service. It's just the way it works out, right? Thank y'all so much for being here to celebrate the birth of Christ with us and to hear this wonderful, most remarkable of stories. Uh, I love the Christmas season. Um, there's a whole lot of things that happen this time of year that are just fun and, and full of joy. And so I look forward to this time of year um, every single year. It it's really is a highlight. And I know it is for many of you as well. And so I just thought, you know, I'm going to tell you some things I really like about Christmas. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. Um, I, for one, I really enjoy Christmas decorations and Christmas lights. Anybody else like to look at Christmas lights? And I, I didn't say you like putting them up or taking them down. I just said, do you like the Christmas decorations, right? Um, what about Christmas food? I love this time of year. Um, we have got like Christmas cookies that my kids help decorate. Uh, we have got, my neighbors brought some fudge over that they made. My wife made some banana bread. There's all these like tins of different kinds of Christmas snacks. Um, I think that should be that way all through the year, but it did, tends to just be at Christmas, right? Um, anybody like eggnog? Any eggnog fans out there? I'm not a big fan of eggnog, but hey, different strokes for different folks, right? Uh, listen, eggnog, some people love it. What about Christmas uh, present? Who likes to get presents? All the kids are like, me, right? Like, yeah, looking forward to getting presents. I know as we get older, hopefully you look forward to giving uh, pre presents as well. Um, Christmas parties, I like Christmas parties. Some people are like, oh, another Christmas party, right? Um, Christmas movies, who likes to watch Christmas movies and Christmas shows this time of year? Yeah, I love Christmas movies. Um, I think the Hallmark Channel has been showing them since June. So if you like the... Uh, the Hallmark Christmas movie, they've been on for a while. Um, if, you, if you've never watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, I can save you some time. They all have the same plot. They're all, it's literally the same. There's usually a girl 
that moves back to her hometown and there's just a, a dreamy guy there that always says the right things all the time. And somehow he is remarkably still single after all these years. And then they fall back in love uh, and live happily ever after. There you go. That's the whole, that's a Hallmark Christmas movie. You don't have to watch them. I've just told you every single, every single one of them that there is, right? There is a lot of things during this particular season that makes Christmas a lot of fun. It makes it great. And the same is true with the Christmas story that we just shared with you today. This year, instead of trying to, you know, come at the Christmas story from some new angle or, or really highlight one aspect of the Christmas story, we simply wanted you just to hear the story. We wanted you to hear it from the pages of Scripture as we just read through the story. From 700 years before Christ was born, God shows up to the prophet Isaiah, and he describes in remarkable detail some things that will happen when this Messiah indeed comes. Jesus then comes and fulfills all of the prophecies that were spoken about him. Uh, Then you have the angel showing up to Mary, which must have been a shock, and you can imagine her surprise, her anxiety a little bit when the angel says, you're going to have a baby, even though she was a virgin But we get to see Mary's heart as she says, Lord, whatever you you want of me. Then you see the angel show up to Joseph, who probably had some questions himself, right? You get to see a little bit of Joseph's character and and how he listened to the Lord as well and the faithfulness of Joseph. Well, then baby Jesus is born. Mary and Joseph make this trek down to Bethlehem, but there's no room in the inn, and so Jesus is born in a barnyard in a manger, laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. It's an interesting birth. Then we're told that there's some shepherds out in the fields just minding their own business, doing what they do every single day, every single night, and all of a sudden the sky just blows up, right, with angels and lights and they're all singing and, I mean, that must have been a remarkable sight to behold, right? All of a sudden, just the sky lights up with the announcement of the birth of Christ. And then Matthew's gospel uniquely tells us the story of these rather obscure, strange wise men or kings um, that come from a great distance. And by God's grace, he gives them a star to follow because men aren't great with directions. And so he gets there and they, they give him these rather odd gifts, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those are some odd gifts to give a toddler. I would guess that all of you kids that will get presents tomorrow, you're not going to get gold, frankincense, or myrrh, okay? Those are just not normal gifts. There's so much about this story that is amazing. It's a simple story, and yet it's a little complicated. It's a humble story, and yet it's pretty majestic. It's a clear story. We hear it every single year, and yet there is a mystery to it. There's a little something for everyone. You have the poor shepherds. Shepherds would have been at the bottom end of the socioeconomic scale. And yet, then you have the rich, wealthy, wise men or kings. And then you have some blue-collar, hardworking parents like Mary and Joseph just doing the best they can. There's a little something for everyone. I always like to try every single year to connect the Christmas story with the bigger gospel story. You see... Christmas and Easter, the two biggest holidays for Christians, they are inseparably linked together. Without Jesus coming and being born, he doesn't go to the cross and give up his life on a cross for our sin and rise from the grave. 
But without him going to the cross, dying for our sin, and then rising from the grave, we really don't have a reason to celebrate Christmas. Jesus just becomes another boy born in a rather obscure, mysterious way. You see, they, they, they go together. And one thing as I think about the Christmas story, ultimately the Christmas story is a story for all of us. Because if we're honest, every one of us have had moments, seasons, times in our lives where we feel like we've just fallen short. We've blown it. We've really messed things up. We've made a mess out of our lives or we just simply feel like our lives are really messy. And the good news of the Christmas story is that it reminds us that the God of the universe chose to leave the throne room of heaven, the glory and the splendor of heaven, and he chose to come to earth and be born and live as one of us. And when he entered the world, Jesus wasn't born in a palace for kings, and he wasn't born in a sterile hospital. He entered the world in a dirty, stinky, messy barn laid in a feeding trough for animals. And the reason that's good news for us is that it, it reminds us that there's nowhere that God won't go to reach us. There's no distance that's too far. There's no heart that's too hardened. There's no mess that is too messy for God. And so, really, the Christmas story is a story of love. The way Max Licato says it is that the story of Christmas is the story of God's relentless love for us. That's Christmas. God's relentless love for you and for me. That God became one of us so that we could be one with Him. That's what Christmas is about. And so when you hear this very familiar story, I'm sure that much of what we read today as our staff read through the story was not new. Most of you have heard these verses, you've heard these passages every single year. It's our hope and our prayer that as you hear that story, that you would be reminded that God loves you, that God is with you, and that God is for you. Because not only is that the story of Christmas, that's really the story of the gospel. That's the story of Scripture. That God loves you, God is with you, and God is for you. Let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful today that you chose to leave the glory and the splendor and the throne room of heaven to come and to live among us, to be one of us, to invade our dark world with your light. So God, today we simply say thank you for Christmas. We thank you, God, that there's no distance too far. There's nowhere that you will not go to reach us. There's no heart that is too hardened. There is no mess that is too messy for you. And so, Jesus, we thank you for coming. We thank you for ultimately fulfilling your purpose to go to a cross, to die on that cross in our place for our sin. And then we thank you that you rose again three days later, conquering Satan's sin and death once and for all. And so we celebrate you today as King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you again for Christmas, and we pray these things today in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. The way we like to end our service um, every year at Christmas Eve is by lighting our candles. If you've got your candles, you can pull those out. Our staff are going to come down and begin to light those. And every time that we do this every year, I am reminded of the way the, the Apostle John introduces us to Christ. John, um, his gospel doesn't start with the baby in the manger. His gospel starts like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm reminded every year at Christmas that Jesus, the light of the world, came into our dark world, and now you and I have the joy and the privilege of sharing God's light with a dark world. And so we're going to light these candles. We're going we're to watch this light spread throughout here as Jordan and his girls sing what may be the most popular Christmas song of all. And let it remind us that we get to be light in a dark world. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so So tender and mild. 
sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Amen. Take a moment and just look around. The light has come into the world and the darkness has not, it will not, and it cannot overcome it. I'm always reminded this time of year when we do this, that you and I are to be the light of the world, that God's spirit lives inside of us. And so the challenge this year is to be light in the dark place. And so that is, uh, again, our message to you today. Thank you again for being here. A couple of things to let you know about.